Welcome to Energetically Speaking with Ariel Hardy. In our program today, we'll explore some of the most common issues people go to energy healers for, what these conditions look like energetically, and also how to maintain your energy field yourself. Now here's your host, Ariel Hardy. Hi guys, this is Ariel Hardy. Welcome to Energetically Speaking. I'm so excited because this is my very first show. And for years and years, 20 years to be exact, I've been talking your all's ear off in the healing room while you're trying to sleep and go into a healing state. I just keep talking and talking and talking. I remember when I was little, my mom would say sometimes, God, motor mouth. And it's, I was downloading spirit. I was downloading lots of things to say. So here I am finally. Thank you, Voice America, for contacting me and giving me my own show. I'm totally excited to have a space to uh, speak from instead of just writing or one-on-one in the healing room. So today's topic is on how to protect and clear your energy. There are three parts to the show today. Um, The first part, the first section before the first commercial will be all about how our energy bubbles merge with each other and then how we try to keep everybody's energy out of us so we overprotect, but then how that backfires on us. And then the second part of the show will be all about how I don't protect myself. I stay wide open and that is the protection. We'll talk about how I do that and we'll pray together and actually connect to the light and bring it in, which is the protection. I just gave it away. And then we'll also talk about how I use my words and my actions to use that light to push out from me so that I don't have to pull in and protect myself. And then the last section of the show today is about how even though you do all this stuff and even though you do everything right, you're still going to get covered with other people's negative energy. So then I'm going to spend the last part just teaching you how I myself clear my energy. So let me describe first a healthy energy field. So it should look like you're in your own separate bubble. That's your personal space. So if somebody steps into your space, you're going to back up a little bit or feel it. If they're your lover and they have great energy and you adore them, or it's your child and your child is balanced and centered, you're going to hug them and pull them in. Or your dog, if your dog's in a great space that day, sometimes I don't love my dog, you want to pull them into you and feel that energy from that separate being. However, there are many, many times, as you all know, where you're sitting beside a coworker or you're sitting beside someone on the bus and you just can't stand it because you can feel them. You can feel their stress or anger or sometimes people will actually throw their anger straight at you and you get covered with this energy. You get uh, what I call sometimes slimed. So... The way to keep this energy clear is is the whole topic of of this show. You want to have separate nice bubbles of energy, separate spaces, but we're all mixing together all the time. So what happens in in life is that this, this beautiful, we're born with this beautiful, clear bubble. Sometimes it's already contaminated. We've got like fear from our mother already in that bubble. We've got uh, stress from the household already in that bubble. It could be stress of finances. It can be siblings quarreling. But the next thing you know, we're already losing that beautiful, clear space. So think of it like this. If I'm sitting beside someone and my energy bubble goes out a few yards in front of me and it goes out a few yards behind me, a few yards to the right and left of me, and then a few yards above my head and below my feet, that's how a healthy energy field should look. Then if you're sitting near me, you're in my space. So whatever I'm feeling, you're feeling. Hopefully, I'm in a happy, bright, high space, feeling God's love, feeling the angels, and you get to feel that. But if I'm not, you're also going to feel that. So give you an example of how you can meet someone who actually uplifts your bubble. So the whole show isn't just negative about how to get the hell away from everybody else's energy. 
yesterday I went to the park and I was heading toward this bench and I saw this old white man walking, walking along the side of the lake. And he, I could tell he was probably heading to my bench. So I sat down anyway. Sure enough, he showed up. The woman that was with him asked if he could sit there for a while. And so I thought, oh, cool. This must be a spirit guide or something. He's going to give me a message. It turned out not to be one of those magical old man moments. It turned out that he had this heavy, heavy, tense energy that started just sort of seeping over on me. Energetically, here's what that looks like. It's like a fluid light that's kind of like gray. And it, it just sort of moves along. It reminds me of mercury. As a, as a child, we used to play with mercury. And and. It's not that silvery, but it's kind of just dull gray, like like smog or a cloud. And it just starts to move toward me. So I quickly dismissed myself and moved on. And I found another bench. And then I got up to go home. And as I'm walking, this little Indian family stops me. And the woman had the big red circle, you know, painted on the top of her forehead for the third eye. And they had this little baby. And the father asked me to take their picture. By the time I had held his cell phone, taken their photo and handed it back to them, I was really high. And that's a moment where someone else's energy actually uplifts you. So that's why we're always trying to find new friends or a new boyfriend, like someone to pull us up, someone to help us to feel fantastic. So let me explain what it feels like to have someone else's negative energy in your field. Because some of you may not feel energy. There may be a lot of energy healers listening. I hope so. If not, spread the word to your energy healer friends. So for me as a healer, when I feel energy on me, it feels like there's a shirt on my back. Like, you know how you tie a jacket or a sweater around your neck and you let it hang over the top of your back? And there's just that light weight on there. That's what it feels like to me when I have energy on me. Or it can feel like there are hands, actual hands on my back and I'm assuming these are coming from spirits or dead people or it's just someone's following me around and and I I as soon as I feel that I run and go clear myself and I'll teach you all about how I do that in the in the third section of the show. So if you don't feel energy, if you're not in tune with it, you don't have some sort of physical body sensation that happens to you when energy's on you. Some of the emotions you can feel are just suddenly frustrated or you're just suddenly irritable. You were fine. So say you're in your house and you're just do to do gardening and you're cooking and you're cleaning. And then your husband comes home from work and he's bringing this kind of like energy in with him. He's barging in the door. And this you could reverse these male-female roles. It's not just one sex or the other. And you're suddenly bombarded with this different energy that begins to just sort of take over your space. And suddenly you might just start feeling angry inside or irritable or frustrated. That's a moment where you've experienced taking on someone's energy. You may go to work and feel fantastic. You sung in the car all the way to work and you got there and you're feeling fresh and you sit down at your desk and then the person beside you comes in and once again, they're a downer. Once again, they're telling you all about their terrible life and what happened and on and on and on. And you just start sinking and you can't wait to go out on your lunch break because that's when you know you're going to at least get some fresh air and clear. Please don't go smoke a cigarette. Just get some fresh air. So a lot of times we think it's us. We think that there's something wrong with us. Why are we in a bad mood? Or why are we in a bad mood around that person? Why do we always feel uh, a little bit nervous or uncomfortable around that person it could be they're nervous they're uncomfortable or have you ever been around someone and you lose your self-esteem you were fine before they walked in and then you lost it even though they may look super confident it could be that they themselves have no self-esteem so you're feeling them and you think it's you energetically when I'm in the healing room clearing you guys it's like I'm pulling big blobs of gray out of your field and what I do with it is I use my breath like this and I let my hands be moved and I let spear guides and angels move me and I clear this, these gray kind of blobs of energy out of your big bubble. And I move it out and I hand it to spirit guides and angels. So I taught myself to be an energy healer 
Well, sort of. I let spirit guides kind of move me. I train myself to let them move me, to let angels move me. So everything I know is coming from them. And after doing it for 20 years, I have all these things I have to say and I have to tell you. So there's so many situations in our everyday lives where we just can't get out of having our energy merge with someone else's. Uh, some, some examples of that are like a car, like... I know people who will drive a separate damn car to get to the party because they just don't want to drive with some family member. And they should drive a separate car because if you want to be in a high vibration when you get to the party, you probably should stay out of that person's space if they always trigger you. So the reason for this is in a car or a small space like an elevator, people think they're claustrophobic, but I really think they're just energy sensitive. I think that they're feeling everybody else. In our family, we're super psychic when we're in the car together because we're reading each other's emotions and thoughts all the time. So we say what the other person is thinking. Here's another example of how our energy can merge. One time I was in the airport and I was sitting beside this woman and I started becoming super anxious. And I don't get anxious about getting on a plane because if anything happens like turbulence, I'm one of those people who's sitting there letting go, breathing. I give my life to my angels. I ask them to take me smoothly across through the tunnel of light as we go down. So I knew this wasn't me. So I asked her, so where are you going? And she said to me that she was on her way to Russia to adopt a child. So of course she was anxious. Her whole life was about to change. She was heading into the unknown. So I listened to the story for just a little bit. And then I dismissed myself and found somewhere else to sit so that I didn't have to sit in her bubble. And poor teenagers. I mean, we blame teenagers. We, we think they're moody and we wonder what's wrong with them and why did they go to their room? And they went to their room to get away from us because they can feel our stress and they can feel our, our pent-up energy. They can feel our emotions. Teenagers were just kids. And now they just have bigger bodies and now they have hormones that are throwing them off and ungrounding them, which means they're not as protected. So let me explain that. The healthy energy field, the way that it looks protected is that it should have not only the bubble around you of fluid light, like like beautiful clear colors around you. Sometimes it can look like rainbow colors around you in layers. Between every layer is a mesh layer. A lot of healers don't work with this mesh. But if you work with the mesh, the healings last, the, the changes last in your body. The mesh is, is like a cocoon around your body, and there are many of these. They separate out the different frequencies of fluid light, kind of like making the separation between the colors in a rainbow. So when we're hormonal like teens are, we kind of lose some of that mesh, especially if they're trying out some drugs or something, they can lose some of the mesh and some of their protection. And so we're constantly contaminating them. They can walk in the door and be fine. The next minute, they're not. So I'm going to talk more about teens in another show. There'll be a whole show on it. Like, for example, when teenagers are, they go to school and they're all happy and they get to school and they might sit right beside a kid who was just beaten last night or abused. That kid's going to have a lot of black in their energy from the abuser. And then our kid is sitting there wide open behind them and taking all that on. And then they're going to come home and bring that. We wonder why they're in a bad mood and then we start yelling at them. So then they feel like a bad person. So they just spiral even further down. Kids absorb energy instantly, little kids, because they're still very, very in tune. So I remember one time when I was sitting or I was standing with an ex-boyfriend. He was sitting on the couch and his seven-year-old daughter was leaning against him. It was so cute. And his son, who was five, was on the ground in front of him. And the, the man started talking about something that really was upsetting to him, but he, he did it kind of through code. I could barely understand what he was saying. He was, just, he was reacting to an ex-wife, but what he was saying was a new philosophy on life that he had, but it was coming from pain and tension. Well, the girl leaning against him suddenly hit her brother out of nowhere. The brother started crying. The father yells at the girl for hitting the brother. And I'm sitting here watching, well, it came from you. (laughs) It just traveled through the children. So 
at a very young age, we can start to try to protect ourselves from this onslaught of negative energy. And in the healing room, I will see this usually in the heart chakra and around the body. So around the body, if we overprotect ourselves, what it looks like is all those beautiful mesh grids become black. And then what happens is the energy field starts to shrink. It starts to pull in, pull in, pull in, because we're not getting enough flow through our body. We're just trapping pain inside. And another way we protect is we cover our heart vortex, the heart chakra. And it can look like two big double doors just slam shut over the chest. And what happens is we accidentally close pain inside and no one can really get in, not even the angels. Your partner can't get in, your friends can't get in. And then you start to get more and more isolated. So as an energy healer, when I see this kind of guardedness, I first of all make you feel safe. I make sure that the beautiful mesh grids are all in place. Then I begin removing the walls and the defenses and the heavy closed doors across the heart. And by the end of the session, I have room. I have space to fill you with light and to bring in your angels who can help you. They're like energy healers. And before they couldn't get in. And so I'm able to bring them in. So filling with light is the protection, not pulling in, not closing down, not protecting yourself. Filling with light is the power. Filling with light is the way to be big, be powerful, and we're going to talk more about this in the second part of the show. I'm going to talk about how words and actions are used to protect ourselves instead of having to shut down and close down the energy field, and we're going to pray together. I'm going to pray and bring in the angels, and I'm hoping that all of you can feel it because I think we're all connected through a mesh that I saw earlier when I was praying about the show. So more on this After the 90-second commercial break, stay tuned and listen to the beautiful music made by my daughter and her friend Ian. Ian Sanderson did the music, and my daughter is the beautiful voice singing during the commercial. Enjoy. America 7th Wave Channel. Do you sometimes feel stuck, blocked, or simply not yourself? Do you want to feel happier, brighter, and lighter? Ariel Hardy, energy healer since 1996, can help by reconnecting you energetically to God, to the earth, and to your own spirit. Ariel can help heal the heart wounds from hurtful relationships and help get you back into your body and your power after experiencing life's traumas. Ariel can work on you anywhere in the world, communicating with you as she works through phone or Skype. Please visit the contacts page at arielenergyhealer.com to request an appointment. Would you like to learn how to do energy healing work yourself? Self-taught healer Ariel Hardy has created instructional videos for you to learn from. In these videos, Ariel shares tips and tricks of the trade from her unique style of healing work. Please visit her videos page at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L energyhealer.com. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Thank you. 
you are listening to Energetically Speaking. Ariel Hardy would love to hear from you with any questions or comments about the show. Send an email to ariel at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L at arielenergyhealer.com. Now back to Energetically Speaking. Hi, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that beautiful music. Thank you, Galen. Thank you, Ian. Welcome back to Energetically Speaking. I'm your host and energy healer, Ariel Hardy. So the only way to fill with the power of the light is to stay wide open without defenses. So the light is our defense. The light is our power. It's kind of like if you walk into a room and you're afraid and there's darkness, you turn on the light, you look around. If your kids are afraid, you walk in and you turn on the light. So you face it and you go toward it. Every time we pull away from something, kind of like an angry dog chasing you, it that's not how to handle that. You want to turn and face it and look at it and go toward it and act as if you're unafraid. So the way that we do this with energy is the same exact way you want to fill with God's light, the universe, whatever you want to call it. And then you want to push outward. That is the protection. The minute you start pulling inward, all the bullies come running after you. It's like you are a magnet for us to beat you down, take you down. There are all these vortexes in the energy field that have to be open to receive light. So I'm going to explain to you how how the heck do you fill with light? So there's one vortex in the top of the head. That's called the crown vortex. You healer types know all this. And then there are more vortexes that go down the front of the body. These are like pools or whirlpools. And so when we start bringing light into the top of the head... And we start pulling it down through us. It'll dump from one vortex down to the next vortex, down to the next one, all the way down to it flows out between our feet. There are about seven of these vortexes. People say they're different numbers, but what I see when I'm in the healing room is seven. There's one at the top of the head, one in the third eye, in the forehead, one in the throat, one in the chest, one in your stomach, one in your abdomen, and one between your legs out to the ground. It's the opposite of the vortex that comes out of the head. So in between the vortex coming out of the head and the vortex coming out between the feet, that's a river. It creates a river of light beneath all of those vortexes. Those pools sit in the river. So then there are two more rivers in the body. And what are these for? They're not to be trapped or dammed off and just contained. They will turn into like a swamp or it'll be like uh, water that's contaminated or stale. You you want to open up the shoulder vortexes on, on each side. Also, they match the crown vortex. There's a They're spinning as if they stick straight up out of your shoulders past your jaw and your ear. And then they connect into a river. So they dump light also into a river that goes down through each side of your body, through the hip, knees, down through the legs, out the bottoms of the feet where you'll see another vortex. As an energy healer, the spirit guides move my hands and my hands will go into these vortexes and begin spinning and that's how I know where they're located. The goal is light is moving through you all the time. Light is pouring through. Light is is flushing you out constantly. You are, you are fountaining light. So when this light goes through the rivers, where does it go? It kind of turns and comes back around the bubble and then comes up the sides and back into the shoulders. It can reverse. It can be coming up at the same time, out of the shoulders, shoulders back around, up into the feet. So you look like this walking fountain of energy. Let it go any way it's going to go. If, if, if some of you healers are visualizing it goes a certain way, let go of that. Let it flow however it wants to flow. Just stay out of the way. When I'm in the healing room, sometimes the only light in the room is myself. By the end of the session, the whole room is filled with God's light. So your bubble, which is filling the whole room, is full of light. One time I did this session, and the man on the table, he was an older guy, and he had abused his children, and he had been a drunk his whole life. And I was just happy he came for a healing. (laughs) It was awesome. Showed up in a cowboy hat, cowboy boots. I love this guy. And I remember looking around at one point in the session and going, oh, my God, the only light is me. Like everywhere I looked, everything was gray. And there were these big mounds in the room. And I couldn't figure out what they were. So I started uncovering them, uncovering, like pulling gray off. They kind of reminded me of like big hornet's nests. And by the time I peeled everything off, those were his spirit guides 
from years and years of him not listening to them and just sort of like throwing gray energy onto them and dismissing them and them trying and trying to help him, they were under these mounds of gray. So sometimes the only protection is the light coming through inside of you. So tune in inside, feel that light inside. By staying wide open so that I can sense everything around me, I'm also able to avoid danger. So like an animal, you want to be wide open sensing everything coming. I mean, they can hear a twig far off in the woods. So that's how they save themselves. They're not always fighting everyone or, or closing down and hiding in their homes. They're out and they're being brave and they're being part of nature and they're sensing so that they stay out of danger. I used to take my daughter to a teen club when she was younger and I hated that place. It was like these cement hard floors and... They had that fake smoke and the music was so loud. I mean, I tried. I tried to go in and join and dance, but I just couldn't stand it. So I would sit outside in the dark in one of those, you know, fold-up chairs with my little iPad. And I would just sit out there and try to be happy and do stuff all night. I would actually work on my writing. And one time when I was sitting out there, it was probably midnight or later, I suddenly just sensed to close everything up, go inside, grab my valuables, went inside, I thought, well, I'll just go to the bathroom while I'm in here. When I came out of the bathroom, the security guards were moving out a man who had walked through that parking lot I was sitting in and walked into that teen club and was hitting on some of the young teen girls. And I missed the whole thing. I've got a million stories like that, but we don't have time. So I connect to this light every single day and have done so since I was a child. What is the light? Where am I getting this light? What, what is it? Where's it coming from? Is it my own light? Is it God? So let's just, um, let's just practice. Let's just practice bringing in this light now. And I'll show you. I'll show you how it's done and you can feel it. So you'll hear my breathing as I'm moving the energy. And I'm going to kind of walk you through it. So if you're driving a car, uh, Maybe download it later. (laughs) If you're driving an airplane, just download it later. So the breath I'm doing is just to loosen up and bring the light in. In the name of God, in the name of the light, we ask the angels and the archangels to gather around us and show us and let us feel what it feels like to be protected by your light within us, to be cleared by your light within us. Whatever you want to call God, we ask that that comes in. You can call it Krishna. I've tested it in the healing room. It looks the same. So when I'm pulling in God's light, it looks like whitish yellow light. You can call it Buddha. Sometimes Buddha looks a lot like when I say universe, which is like peace, which is like the black starry night sky. So God can look like sparkly sunlight and God can look like the starry night expanse of sky. And I just let happen what's going to happen because each moment we need a different uh, version of it. Like maybe we need calmed or maybe we need brought up the vibration high. We ask this light. Sometimes I call it the ocean of light. We ask this light to move down through us, to move into us. We ask that it pours over our shoulders, down through our arms, out our hands, so that we can give this light, so that we can use our action to protect ourselves. We ask this light to move through our legs, through the pelvis, through the hips, down into the legs. It doesn't do us any good to have God or the light, the ocean of light above us. It needs to be down in us. The protection has to be in us. You can call in your archangels and angels to guard you and protect you, but if they can't find you because you're not lit up with light, good luck. If they're shut out because of the fences and the walls, good luck. They can't get in. So we ask that whatever is in the way, any defenses we've built up around our heart chakras because of the pain, we ask that those are removed, those defenses removed. We ask that the pain comes spewing out the vortex spewing out and is cleared. We ask our spirit guides and our angels to move in and remove this this spew, this pain, this hardship from our vortexes, from our chest. 
so that we can live an open life, so that we can connect to people more deeply. Anything trapped in that chest, trapped in the heart chakra, we ask that the spirit guides now move in in the name of God, in the name of the light, and they remove it so that we can be a more loving culture, so that we can understand each other. We ask that all hatred is removed from us. We ask that all insults are removed from us, from the layers around us, so that we can expand and be ourselves, so that we can laugh and play and be free and not care what other people think, not care about their judgments on us. We let go and we ask to be free. We ask our angels to move in now and our spirit guides to move in now that they can, now that we're open and we're doing our part. We're meeting God halfway. We're meeting the light halfway. We're doing our part. We ask that our spirit guides now join us and help us to please remove all of the pain that has created this guardedness in our energy fields, in our bodies. And we ask now that we become powerful We become like God. We become like the light. We become huge, expansive energy fields spreading our light through the world instead of shrinking down and hiding and being afraid. We ask this energy to go all the way through to our feet so that we can ground it and share it and live it without losing it, without it being separate, without God just being in the church or somewhere else. We ask that we own it. It is in us. It is ours. We are part of it. We live from there. Everything we do is from that place of clarity and bright light and peace. And we ask that all negativity is out of our way. In the name of God, the name of the light, we ask that all Low vibrations are moved away from us now, and we ask that we are able to maintain our high vibration. We ask that we're able to maintain our energy fields. We ask that we're able to feel like this every single day. So I live my life from this flow of energy through me. I do this every day, sometimes many times a day. I've been like this since I was a child, but as an adult, I learned all about energy and how energy works. And I use this light to protect myself and to keep myself clear and to stay open and childlike and full of laughter. I do this through prayer and visualization like we just did. But I also use the light to fuel my words and my actions so that I come from a place of power. I'll tell you a story of how I use my words to protect myself. So I used to live in a carriage house in the alley. And one time I brought my groceries home and I parked the Subaru and I got out and I opened the hatch and I'm bending over getting the groceries out. And I hear this truck stop right behind me in the alley. So I turn around. There's this big round faced white man with like reddish alcoholic type skins leaning out of his window. Hey, baby. Well, I blew. You could hear me two blocks away. I blue and he floored it and tore out of that alley and I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. Now, how is that coming from God? To me, looking at yourself energetically is not the same as trying to be spiritual. Trying to be spiritual or pseudo-spiritual, I might have reacted like this, it's okay, it's all love and I'm all love. And you're all love, and we're all part of God, and we're all part of this one big happy planet. And I'm kind of floaty, and I'm not really in my body, because if I were down in my body, I would feel what's in the chakras. There might be some anger in there, and I might be able to kill somebody, and I'm just faking it until I make it. And it's all peace, and it's all good. So I don't hang around with friends like that. I don't have friends like that. You have to be real. I have to hang out with people who are grounded and real. So to look at things energetically means that 
our chakras, our vortexes are going to feel the impact of somebody like that man. And we can either let it come in or we can kick it right back out of that vortex at them. So I threw it right back. It's like he threw a softball at me and he didn't expect me to catch it and throw it right back. But I did. And then I laughed and laughed. Why? Because there's nothing in me. It was funny. My reaction was funny. I'm thinking of the old neighbor next door and what he must have thought when he heard this. He's like, is that Ariel? I didn't know she knew those cuss words. So if we're having a reaction, one of our chakras, like our stomach, for example, we need to deal with it. We need to handle it. We need to face that, not space out and try to be spiritual. Now, if I had no reaction and I just thought it was funny, great, then that's what I would do. So don't memorize these ways to react just Feel into your vortexes, feel into your stomach, your chest, and then react. Get it out. So now I'll share a story of how I used my actions to protect myself a long time ago at this party. A man took me to this little town party, and little did I know that half the women in the party were his high school friends who were single because there wasn't much of a selection in a small town. And he was newly divorced, and I was his date, and I was 12 years younger than them. So it didn't go so well, of course. They did not like me, nor did they expect me to show up, I guess. So I dismissed myself, took a walk under the full moon in this hilly little town in West Virginia. And I remember opening my arms wide and just saying, you know what? I'm going to live differently from now on. I walked back in that party and I turned my shoulder away from those women as I walked past them at the bar. And I turned my head and some man pulled me onto the dance floor and I danced and laughed. I was the only person out there. I danced and laughed. The angels gathered. And then I scanned the room for where is the love? Where is the love returned to me? So that's an example of me using my body to shield myself. Recently, um, the compounding pharmacy called me to discuss my cat's medication. And she was being very rude. So I just said to her, excuse me, are you upset or something? You sound frustrated. I thought this was your job. And she's like, well, what is your question? And so by the end of the call, we were laughing and saying, have a great day. And there's where I let my energy dominate. Like who gets to dominate the space anyway? Is it always the bully? Is it always the one misusing the power? Are they the ones who get to tell us how the energy on earth is going to be? So let's do it moment by moment with each person. Speak up, use your words, use your actions to create the environment you want around you. So after the break, I'll share how I clear myself when I do get covered or slimed with someone else's low vibration. But first, um, before we go, I'm just going to go ahead and bring us back to that place again of bringing in the light. And I'll just let it go to commercial break when it's time. And I'll see you at the other end of it. So let's pray now. We ask the angels and guides to move in around us and light us up to connect us to the light above us, to pull it through us so that we are like spirit guides, so that we are like angels on earth. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Do you sometimes feel stuck, blocked, or simply not yourself? Do you want to feel happier, brighter, and lighter? Ariel Hardy, energy healer since 1996, can help by reconnecting you energetically to God, to the earth, and to your own spirit. Ariel can help heal the heart wounds from hurtful relationships and help get you back into your body and your power after experiencing life's traumas. Ariel can work on you anywhere in the world, communicating with you as she works through phone or Skype. Please visit the contacts page at arielenergyhealer.com to request an appointment. Would you like to learn how to do energy healing work yourself? Self-taught healer Ariel Hardy has created instructional videos for you to learn from. In these videos, Ariel shares tips and tricks of the trade from her unique style of healing work. Please visit her videos page at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L energyhealer.com. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to Energetically Speaking. Ariel Hardy would love to hear from you with any questions or comments about the show. Send an email to ariel at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L at arielenergyhealer.com. Now back to Energetically Speaking. 
Welcome back to my show, which I'm so excited about. I'm having so much fun. So I hope you guys are too. Good to see everybody. Well, I can't really see you, but I can feel you. So I'm your host, Ariel Hardy. No matter how much we do to protect ourselves energetically, we're still going to get negative energy into us. For example, you could do everything you can not to get germs in the winter, like grabbing those little wipes and wiping down your cart to the grocery store and washing your hands 500,000 times a day and, and turning away when somebody sneezes or coughs. But eventually we get a cold. I mean, eventually we just get the flu. You know, we live on planet Earth. So it's the same in the, in the realm of energy. It's, it's exactly the same as if you were, you were going to garden and you thought you would wear all white clothes and you're just hoping that none of them get dirty as you spend hours in the garden. I mean, they're just going to get dirty. It's part of this plane. It, it's the same with energy. I mean, on the other side, it's going to be totally different. There are levels on the other side that I have seen, and that's a whole other show. But there are levels where it's just pure. No one's allowed in unless they are pure. And But on this plane, that's that's just not the case. So by the, by the end of my workday in the healing room, for example, I'm pretty covered in toxic energy. So no matter how much I stay lit up and connected to God, <clears throat> I'm still going to have some energy on me from doing session after session a day. <clears throat> so, for example, I'll do like 100 to 144 sessions in a month's time. <clears throat> Excuse me. So over time, I mean, it's just going to get on me and I, I've found ways to clear myself and I've pretty much cleared myself every single day since I became an energy healer 20 years ago. So that's a lot of clearing. This sounds like a lot of work, I know, to just constantly be clearing yourself, but we're really cleaning and clearing everything else in our lives. I mean, for example, we cook this beautiful meal, we eat it, and then, oh, crap, you got to clean the whole damn kitchen. I mean, everything's dirty and every counter's covered. Well, <laughs> at least that's how I cook. <laughs> Some of you clean as you go. Our laundry, it's, it, again, we have to wash it again. Like, it almost makes you not want to wear your favorite shirt because you don't want to have to hang it and take care of it and wash it. Our teeth, I mean, no one's complaining about, well, when you're a kid, you are, but brushing your teeth. We have to brush them again. We ate food. We have to brush them again. Or our cars. It's like it's filthy again. I just wait till it rains. And then sometimes I'll take a chamois and run out there and wipe it off. Because I'm too busy clearing my energy field. Um, I'm just kidding. So just because the energy field is unseen by most of us, it doesn't mean that it doesn't need just as much maintenance in order for us to feel good. So if, if you're not feeling good, that's a great moment to think, maybe some energy's in me. Maybe I need flushed out. Maybe I need cleared. I mean, maybe I don't need to psychoanalyze myself half to death or, or, or ask myself in 500 ways what is wrong with me as a person. Maybe I just need to go clear myself. So I'm going to share with you all of the ways that I've cleared myself through the years, and you can use some of these yourself. Maybe you already do, or you can find your own versions, because a lot of these come from where I'm living, what time of day it is, um, what I have access to. There are a million ways to clear, just like there are a million ways to God, which is going to be the next show. So join me next Monday for that. So right now I have this huge, grassy, beautiful, thank you, God, black backyard. And so it's not a black backyard, it's backyard. So I like to go out there and just lie in the grass on my back. And I don't want to feel itchy and bugs all over me. So I have a blanket I keep out there, lay the blanket down, lie on my back after a day of sessions. And I can literally feel Mother Earth just sucking it into her. That's just what she does. So we thank God for Mother Earth because she's constantly working overtime for us. I just feel that energy drain off of me into the ground. Sometimes I'll fall asleep. Sometimes I'll just lie there and look up at the trees and I just feel like I'm watching God in nature when I see the leaves in the tall trees just kind of fluttering in the wind with the sun coming through them or clouds moving through the trees behind them. I just, to me, that's that's God. It's just, oh my gosh, thank God for nature. She's just, she's just there for us. A lot of men will go to nature to clear themselves, and I think it's a fantastic idea. I actually have men who say that when they're on the golf course, it clears them, and I get that because they're walking out there. It's the opposite of their job. 
at work. So for years and years, I've walked my dogs as a way to clear. That, um, that's a, I mean, it can be tiring to every single day have to walk your dogs. But when I'm swinging my legs and, and I'm swinging my arms, what's happening is those rivers I talked about in the body are flushing. And I like to think of it as gray balls are just sort of like flying off of me left and right into nature. So I try to walk. If I'm in the city, I try to walk through parks. If I'm out a little ways, I try to walk on a trail or by a creek. A lot of people say their dogs clear them like when they hug them. But dogs absorb our energy so much that sometimes they actually can have some anxiety in them or They can feel anxious, like they really want to go faster on their walk. So that's not so clearing to me. If my dog's in a good place, they can clear me. The other thing is people hug trees to get cleared. Usually that does not work for me because I can just feel the energy of the person before who hugged that tree. I'm like, oh, God, there's a ghost standing by that tree. So that's never worked for me. So my new house has these wonderful little waterfalls in the creek behind it where the creek drops down and they've put in these huge boulders. And I like to go there every day since I moved into this house and just stand or sit out one on one of the dry rocks that sticks above the water out in the waterfall as it, as it drops down. Because not only is there a lot of high frequency energy there because of water and the sun hitting the water and how sparkly it is and fresh and it's moving and that creates a flow so no energy can get stuck there but also because I can visualize it so I like to picture that that flow is coming through me and flushing me like the the flow of water is going in my head and shoulders and out through my feet and just draining out anything stuck in its way and moving out anything from the day. So for years, I'd rush home from work to get into a salt bath after healings um, before I even ran errands or went to any appointments or anything. So the way that I do the salt bath is I don't use Epsom salt. I think it's slimy. I think it's flat. I'm looking for tiny crystals. I want hundreds of thousands of little crystals in my water. So I just use the salt from the table. And I don't care what kind it is. I just want all those little crystals. Um, Epsom salt seems to work on a physical level. It seems to really like detox me. And I'm not really looking for that. It makes me tired and, and I feel pretty clean physically. I I am just looking to lightly clear my energy and the problem with doing a salt bath in the middle of your day um, is that you do have to get your hair wet you have to go down under that water because your crown chakra has to go under the water your third eye has to go in the water so I used to do that every single day for years and years because I would just call on the angels as I got into the tub and ask them to be with me and ask them to clear me and then when you get out and you drain the tub visualize that Anything that was in your field just goes right down that drain and out and you are done. You are clean. I remember I had a phase where I took a 20 to 30 minute nap every single day. So this went on for years, just like the bath did and the dog walks. So my poor handyman, I remember I was having a lot of work done on my house and he would show up every day after my healings and I would make him sit in his van till I came to the door. (laughs) (laughs) that's how important it is to me to stay clear. I can't stand it. I have to be clear. So then what happens in the naps, especially if they're just just these power naps, is that if you call in your angels and guides before the nap and you really set your intention that it's actually a little mini healing, what happens is they clear you during it. And I would wake up from naps and feel this kind of whir, 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 whir feeling. And that was the vortexes or chakras spinning in my body as if they were all spinning at once. And that was an amazing, amazing feeling. And there was one time I woke up from a nap and I could actually see the whole entire energy field. What, what it looked like is you know how if you go up to those bushes that have those funnel spider webs in them and those you blow on the funnel and the big brown spider comes rushing out thinking you're a bug? I hope Galen is not listening to this, my daughter. <laughs> She's scared of spiders. But that's what it looked like. It looked like I was looking up and out of this long 
vortex that must have been my crown vortex above my head. And I was inside this elaborate spider web that made the huge oval and I could see all the layers and all the lines. There have been several times in my life I've actually seen with my eyes. One time I was teaching a class and saw this. Sometimes where all the little lines cross each other, the little white threads of light, they, they have a little spark in them like we're glistening and sparkling. If we could all see each other's energy field, Oh my gosh, we we would be admiring each other left and right and we would never wonder what's wrong with someone. We could see what was wrong. You'd have a big rip down the down your chest from something that just happened or you'd have black energy stuck in you from someone who just yelled at you. We would be able to help each other so much more quickly. We'd also really admire each other if somebody was sparkling. It wouldn't be about how shiny was your new sequin dress. It would be about how shiny and sparkly is your field? And oh my gosh, what are you doing to make it look like that? I want to do that. Sometimes I'll just do yard work um, to clear my energy because just kind of squatting down on the ground and digging and, and you know, pulling out weeds and sweeping the sidewalk. And, you know, I don't garden heavily because I don't have time for it. But just doing piddly little things in the yard every single day is enough to let a lot of our energy kind of disperse into the ground and let Mother Earth take care of it. She'll recycle it. Don't worry about her. So sometimes you just need to have a good cry to release the energy that's stuck in you. And sometimes we're like, God, why am I crying? Like, it's not that big a deal. What happened? I'm, it's, it was minimal compared to how I'm blowing it out of proportion, kind of like kids do. So one little thing happens and they just lose it. And that's because they're flushing out everything, your energy, what happened to them at school. So let yourself do that. Don't, don't analyze yourself and ask, why the heck am I crying? You're crying to release a whole ton of stuff. And what just happened that made you cry was a great opportunity to start getting it out. So for those of you who are listening who are energy healers or light workers, which is what some people call themselves, I'll share with you another way that I clear myself. I actually will take a pen and paper and draw a quick stick figure of myself. And then I let the pin be moved, just like I do in the energy healings. I let the spirit guides move my hand. And on the paper, if I'm swirling, swirling, swirling with the pin around my throat, for example, I'm clearing my throat. Or if I'm swirling, swirling around my pelvis, I'm like, huh, I wonder what's there. I wonder why they're clearing it. Oh, maybe my hip is stuck. Oh, oh, now they're having me draw up and down through the left leg. Huh, well, that's the relationship side of my body. There's something in there that needs unclogged. So play with that. Um, you'll hear your, you'll notice your breathing will change. You might start swaying back and forth while you're doing that. But play with that if you're a light worker. So let's flush ourselves out now together once again by pulling the light in through us. Um, um, I'm going to do this all the way up until the end of the show just so we can end with that. But before I do that, um, next Monday, I'm going to talk about what God looks like energetically. We touched on that a little bit today and how to access God. We touched on that some. That'll be in every show. How can you live without that? How can you live without God or the light? And we're going to use this energy in our lives. I'm going to talk about how to use it, how to, how to live from there. So we call in God's light. Once again, it gets easier every time. We ask that our shoulders are released. We ask that our spirit guides and angels, now that they're so close to us because we keep calling them in, so now they're really close to us, we ask that they touch us. That they touch our shoulders. They touch the back of our, that junction between the neck and upper back and they release it. We ask that we become wide open, full of love, full of light, full of laughter full of power from within. We give thanks. We give thanks. Thanks be to the light. Thanks be to God. It was great to be here with you guys. Thank you. Ariel Hardy, Energetically Speaking. I'm Voice America, 7th Wave.
We hope you've both enjoyed and learned from this edition of Energetically Speaking. Please join your host, Ariel Hardy, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. We'll see you then right here. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the seventh wave network for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit seventhwavenetwork.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network its staff and management out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss Being Here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6. 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Listen for exclusive clips from Oprah's upcoming Super Soul Sunday series on Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Then be sure to watch Oprah's Super Soul Sunday on OWN Network TV at 11 a.m., 10 Central, every Sunday. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live. Welcome to the Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone. When we heed the call and say yes to live from the truth of our hearts, we accept the invitation to deeply relax, trust, and let go of fear, control, struggle, suffering, and separation. Now, here is your host, Sandy Goldstone. 
Hello lovelies, welcome to this week's episode of Sounds of the Heart. As your host, I am delighted to have your beautiful presence and heart's vibration join with mine. As we listen, share and explore in this hour together, I invite us all to join together as one conscious global heart as we take a deep breath in and relax out with a sound. to gently ground our being in calm stillness. Meeting ourselves in love, as love, what we always are now. Ah. It is so wonderful to feel our hearts become part of the one unified field of love through the breath. Thank you for joining me again today wherever you are right now on the planet, whatever time it is for you, know that you are greatly welcomed and your presence is celebrated. Now it gives me great pleasure and joy to introduce our beautiful guest today, Ted Winslow. Ted Winslow is a sound healing researcher, producer, audio engineer, musician, singer, vocal coach and songwriter. Ted has over 25 years experience in the music business, holding a Bachelor of Science in Music and Audio Engineering from the University of Colorado. In addition to his musical background, Ted runs Big Country Productions, a division of Big Country Publishing located in Colorado. He works with organizations and clients from around the world where he produces videos, builds custom internet TV stations, records and produces audio books. Ted is also involved in extensive sound healing research through electrophotonic imaging testing where he works with the effects of sound on the human energy field which has validated his trademark sound healing technology, SoundSync Tech. SoundSync Tech Technologies is a scientifically proven sound healing technology developed by Ted Winslow. Ted invented this specialized sound healing music after 25 years of research and development of healing solfagio frequencies, binaural beats, theta brainwave technology, layering of frequencies, sacred geometry, numerology and spherical sound waves which are composed and mastered in a unique way which have a positive effect on the human energy field. Through his unique style he has developed a form of sound healing that layers his compositions to maximize the healing effect that replicates the brain's natural process while simultaneously providing a more powerful healing response. Welcome Ted to Sounds of the Heart. It's wonderful to have you as a guest. Oh, Sandy, it's so good to be on Sounds of the Heart. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Well, and I just think it would be fitting for the listeners to just kind of really allow um, ourselves to just tune in and just to align with the vibrational frequency of a beautiful tract of yours called Peaceful Journey, which comes from your latest album, Love and Gratitude. So we're just going to play that now for the first three minutes for our listeners and for us all to just ground in and just become that beautiful peace that we are at all times. Mm 